don't think we're here for the glamour shots, are we? We're here for glamour real shots life. by Deb. Deb, Napoleon Why? Dynamite. Fuck, I love that movie. It's so good. I watched it recently. So, me and my friend have been talking. Well, mostly me. I don't know if she's actually gonna get rollerblades, but I've been talking a lot about rollerblading again, mostly for jokes. But I think it would be sweet. And there's that one shot where Napoleon's riding his bike and he's pulling his brother into town, and it's my favorite shot of the whole movie. You fruit bitten so son funny. of a bitch. I like how we were. We've been referencing '90s a lot. Like, do you remember this thing or mm-hmm. that thing? Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy that because I feel like there's a lot of people that are listening that can relate well i know i think it was the last podcast or the one before and i said if you were born in the 80s but it's more about if you like were a certain age in the 90s if you grew up in the 90s you're going to know what we're talking Mm -hmm. about because i don't really remember the 80s at all do you remember no 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 no. 90s for sure i'm like i know i'm not a 90s baby but that's like my frame that was our era yeah i almost feel like i'm a 90s kid i want it because okay the vava vanilla So the the one that you posted in the story was it looked like a liquid one. Yeah. So do they not make the actual sticks? Like, do you oh, remember the sticks? I know the there was sticks, but yeah. I was specifically referring to the lip gloss, oh, okay. the Vaba Vanilla lip gloss. Oh, okay. Now, granted, they have changed their label slightly, but it's still the same goods inside. Yeah. Yeah. Because I looked at, I was looking at pictures actually, because I wanted to remember what the actual like stick looked like. Yeah. They still have those two. But different logo. Different yeah. logos. I yeah. don't know. It was just cool. It's just nice to have those throwbacks. I love it. Um, okay. So, Darla, I watched Night Stalker. Okay. And? So, for me, I, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't find it any more graphic than any other true crime documentary or you know crime show at all so I'm not sure what the um, reviews were referring to but maybe I'm just used to watching a lot of stuff that is that gory and violent so I didn't really the the only shot that kind of creeped me out was the one near the end where he's like smiling and you see his teeth I was I watched it really late like just before bed and I actually turned away because I didn't want that image to be imprinted in my mind when I went to bed because it was so creepy. Yeah. But that was it. Yeah. Um, I agree. I didn't think it was really bad. Like, I liked the, the whole series, but mm-hmm. it wasn't too much for me. But that's what I'd heard going okay. into it. But I think, like, people, if you're going to watch a true crime documentary, you need to expect that kind of thing. So the for fact sure. that people were upset about it wanted it, I guess off net it was too gory for netflix is i think is ridiculous i'm sure there's shows on there that are way worse well any horror movie that you watch exactly and so if you don't like that kind of thing don't watch true crime documentaries yeah it's actually i kind of read a bit about it after and how he richard ramirez he's he was quite an attractive man and and then i was looking and there's actually a lot of women that had sent him photos oh, of themselves, pe- and so I was look- I was looking into this. So this is a thing. So there's I don't I don't know if they have a name for it, but a lot of serial killers that end up in prison actually marry like a fan. Like they the have fans. fan clubs. They have women that write and send. And this got to be a disorder. There's something really wrong with women that. I mean, please don't do that. You can be interested in this stuff, but don't idolize. I know. I just found it. I just found it really bizarre. And that fascinates me is like what. Okay, this person is disgusting human scum. And what is it about them that attracts you? Like, why do you even want to get close to them? Like it. It's so far from where my mind would go. And it's not even that they're like, oh, I think he's innocent. They straight up don't care. Like, they don't think he's innocent. They don't, like, that's not what they're, like, fighting for or writing to, like, sympathy-wise. It's so bizarre. Like, what is the attraction? Okay, so thanks to Rebecca, we have this little tidbit of information. I'm going to say this wrong. Hypristophilia. Hypristophilia is paraphilia in which sexual arousal uh, and attainment of orgasm. Wait, what am I reading, Rebecca? (laughs) An attainment of orgasm are responsive to and contingent upon being with a partner known to have committed a known crime such as rape or murder. So Ew. they get turned on by that? Yeah. 
I feel like it's more common than you would think. Like, well, I don't think it's something people probably really talk about no. openly because it's not, it's not okay. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's not so, okay. It's so weird and gross. I don't think they should be allowed to, to be honest. Those people are, have done these things. Why do they They get, shouldn't be allowed to get married. Or like have in, letters written to them. Fuck them. Well, exactly. Like, no. No, thank you. Yeah. And don't encourage this kind of bullshit weirdness. And then, and then I was actually looking at, like, uh, like Ted Bundy and um, mm-hmm. Charles Manson and like a bunch of other serial killers. I was just looking at their photos and generally they're like pretty attractive. I wouldn't say they're all attractive, but they look like normal, like friendly men. Have you seen the clown guy? The clown guy. Yeah. What's his The song? Joker? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. John Wayne Gacy. So John Wayne Gacy is a horrible serial killer. Mm-hmm. Here's his face. What do you think of this? little sex muffin oh gosh <laughs> no, so there goes that theory no i'm Some not, of them not are... all of them but it just but i feel like that is what how they get away with it right because they like are approachable or that's like, true they this can, guy they dressed approach, up as a clown they approach women and like a children's clown yeah that's disgusting but that's probably how they get away with a lot of this stuff is I because they're that's charming how they get yeah they start they can attract people with that First. Yeah, oh, it's just ugh, yuckies. Gives yeah. me the yuckies. That's our yuckies of the day. <laughs> Yucks. Yucks. Wolf of the day. Hi, Darla. Hi, Kez. Moving right along, my friend. Welcome to episode nine. Nine. So I think maybe at ten we stop saying the number. Or... I mean, sure. Like we've, yeah. Or what? We just go if we remember, then we do it. We missed saying it last week. Did we? Yeah. Oh. No so way, Rebecca. This is, um, I, I need to say, so So me and Darla have just switched sides of recording. So it, <laughs> I, it feels a little different because now I can actually make eye contact with her and Rebecca, whereas before I could only see Darla. So now. Oh. And I you and you were always talking to both of us. Interesting. So it's going to be a little different spin on tonight's episode. We'll I don't see. think anybody else will notice. <laughs> or maybe they don't care. They might. I think they care. Um, we all care. Yeah, we've just put up some foam. We also got it. We have a Jesus candle now. Yes. I think Jesus. it adds some really nice uh, ambiance to the pod lab. Maybe could we could we get Pat to install like a dimmer on the light in here? So oh, we for could, sure we, we could, could really what else? just. I'll set put it the on mood. his his list. What else you got? Um, I love making a list. I want to have a light that when I turn the light on, it's like a recording light outside of the door here. So that it's like, oh, oh in session. then it goes red on the yeah, outside. Yeah, it's like, nah-uh. Sweet, I like the it. The light is on. I like that. Um, Anything else? I think a mini fridge. Yeah, down here. mini fridge, maybe like, I don't know, some beef jerky and chocolate. That would be good. Dark, dark chocolate or you want dark, something milky? Dark chocolate. We need okay. snacks. Um, oh, that like foot massager. Oh, we have one of those. Yeah. So... We did. We did the psychopathy test because I would like you guys to know that I'm not a psychopath. No, you're way. not. I'm not a psychopath, and well, I'm actually real, normal as shit based on the test. Yeah, results. we all we all our results Shocker were over here <laughs> real close to to normal. So phew. I think it said I was like three point eight seven more psycho than the average person. I think mine was nine percent. Oh, weird. And yours was eight percent. So this is Rebecca's. So you're. Two point five percent less psychopathic than the population average. Oh, you're under psycho. You're under psycho. You're hypo psycho. Okay. So mine was, I am nine point three percent more psychopathic <laughs> than the average population. And then Darla was um, eight point one six percent. I'm eight point one six percent more psychopathic than, than the population average. average. But you're still in the blue normal square. And everybody, I'm still in the blue square of normal. And so, but there's there's want to wake up with normal, no job. Then, but tomorrow. in this, in this grid, there's normal, there's psychopath, impulsive, and sociopath. So there's so you could be either either one of those things, not just a psycho. And let's just keep this in mind. This is an internet quiz. Uh, I really wouldn't get hung up on any of the results. But I don't like that I'm 8% more psycho than the average person. That's weird. Do you think I am? Um, No. I really, I would honestly probably do like two or three other more quizzes just to see. Okay, well. <laughs> but I'm not worried. You're still in like the blue normal. It's a safe bubble. Square. 
If you were a psychopath, it wouldn't change how I feel about you. Aw, you'd be one of those crazy ladies that write to me? Yeah. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what do you have? Um, wait, I have a question. Um, let's play a game called How Many Naps Did Kezia Have This Week? You guys. Shh, wait, it's not your turn to speak because you know <laughs> the answer. Rebecca, we saw each other last on which day? Thursday. How many naps have Kezia have? Kezia, please use this time to count them all. You, may, you might need your fingers. You're being an asshole. <laughs> well, Sunday happened. So oh, there is Sunday. You don't get to say anything. Okay. It's been one weekend since we've talked. I think two naps. Okay, I was going for a three. You're both wrong. Is Twelve. Shut <laughs> Joking. No. I told you How many that was time. It? Zero. That Lies. I, I said I literally never do that. Twist ending. That Sunday Zero? I had absolutely nothing to do. So I just napped because why the F not? This Sunday, do you want to know what I did with my Sunday instead of napping? No. What did you do? Yes. <laughs> I cleaned my house. Went for a walk. I went to work. Did you make soup? And I went for dinner with my parents. Well, I like. I did not nap. I like my nap game. So better. in your We're playing face. again next week, Darla. I don't nap all the time. Okay, you guys, you're just giving me like a a reputation of being a lizard. You are probably <laughs> a competitive napper. You know what? If I can nap, I will. I'll take it. <laughs> you should get on the nap thing. Dude, I can't. Rebecca's all for it too. She agrees with me. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Let me let us Why know. Are you a napper you just or no? Need us in the middle. <laughs> I'm losing. Wait, my you can't mind. sing just that unless little. someone said middle. No one said middle. We were thinking it. I thought no, it. You, that's a fucking false, yeah, nap, false yeah, song. Napping in the middle of the day now. Naps, yeah. naps. <laughs> there you go. What was our band gonna be? Duotangs and no, no, no. Full scap. Full scap and duotangs. Full scap and the duotangs. <laughs> our hit will be nap in the middle. <laughs> nap in the middle. <laughs> I love it. It's already a hit. I think so. Play it on it the can radio. go with what was it? Her, her space jokes. What was that? What pirate was it? jokes. Pirate jokes. That's also a great idea. We're gonna make a lot of money one day, Kezia. You and I. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Then I wouldn't have to work six jobs, <laughs> just to get toilet paper you might in have, the bathroom. You might have time to nap more. <laughs> if only. <laughs> you know what? I might just nap my life away my dad has my dad has raised me with the mindset of you can sleep when you're dead does your father sleep what yes does he not does he listen to this podcast he does but he often falls asleep during it because you know i'm just gonna go ahead and assume that your dad does a lot of sitting why because that's what people do when they're not napping they're just sitting there so you can either just sit there or you could sit there and fall asleep (laughs) am i right what up this conversation is over. I'm done with this. <laughs> what do you think, Jesus? Have you seen the picture where it's Jesus looking at a clock and it says, Jesus, would you look at the time? <laughs> <laughs> and it's been my favorite picture for a very long time, and I really want a clock that says that. Kezia has brought us a shell and a candle with Jesus on it to add to our decor of a skull and a fake succulent. So it's getting real co- cozy in here. And I forgot, um, I had some some dried palm branches that I made into a cute little plant. Oh, okay, great. So this is Radio Face Stories. Radio Face Stories. Oh, you should sing a song for the theme. <laughs> In my, like, non-singing voice? Is that your regular, like, do you have a, another voice? Uh, I just, I'm not, <laughs> not going to actually sing a song. I Rebecca. Like you sing all the time. You just sang. I just sing for fun, but it's not good singing. It's not like good enough to record an intro with. I think a fun singing is perfect for an intro for our podcast. You don't like that? Actually, I do really like that. But maybe in the background, I could be singing. And why don't you just meet me in the middle? I fucking hate that. I used to like that song. I hate it so much. No, you don't. No, I actually do. That's why I sing it. When I hate something. I overdo it because then it makes me actually like it for a little and bit. And see, that's, I didn't mind that song until you came along and have sang it every time. You'll come, come back here. around. No. You'll come back around. You'll no, learn you've to love it. that for me. Just like, in the middle. Who's it even by? Zed. By Zed, right? Zeppelin. 
No. <laughs> Zed Leppard. Good old Zed Leppard. Def Leppard. Don't you talk about Def Leppard. You're wearing a Def Leppard sweatshirt. Excuse me. No, I'm not saying that it's bad. Good. Better not talk about my Def Leppard like that. Pour some we're, sugar uh, on yes. me. We were going to the store the In other the day. Name of love. Uh, on the week, that was good. <laughs> See, you're definitely doing our intro. We were going to the grocery store or some shit the other day, and we're about to leave. And Pat's like, "Wait, are you wearing that?" And I was wearing my Def Leppard hoodie, and I was like, "What's wrong with that?" That's what I. I'm like, "Uh, yeah." And he's like, "Well, okay." I'm like, "Is there a problem with it?" And he goes, "Well, I just didn't think you're gonna wear what you slept in." And then I realized, yeah, I'd slept in this, and I was like, "That's um, probably fair," but I didn't change. So you know what, Darla, I do that. All I time, know. So I, I, I get I it. I didn't think he ever noticed, but apparently he's like, oh. What? Well, as long as you're like, you freshen up, you put some pit stick on. And so oh, I didn't like, stink or anything. Yeah. But, and I was rocking my favorite weekend hoodie. Exactly. Pat, get a grip. Get a grip, dog. Yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should start our podcast. Um, okay, rock, Is it paper, time scissors. For rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. Get out of my head. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. Ew, I don't like that. Rock, One for me. Rock, rock paper, scissors. scissors. Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> this is the episode intro that will not end. Two for me, that's best Two of for three. That was best of 18. Well, but no. Go on. But still, she still doesn't get it. No, she? I get it. I'm just, it's jokes now. You're funny. Onwards and upwards, right, fellas? Ladies? Gents? <laughs> Sirs. Okay, guys. Today I am doing the story of Cody Lejbakov and the death of Lauren Leslie, also known as Lauren Dunn Taves. Have you heard of Cody Lejbakov? Lejbakov. That name sounds familiar. So he is known as uh, Canada's teenage serial killer, or the youngest serial killer in Canada. Right here from BC. Oh, shocker. Repping BC. Okay, so Cody was born January 21st in 1990. He was born and raised in Fort St. James. He was a popular guy. People said he was nice, friendly. He played hockey. He wasn't he wasn't prone to violence. He had a happy, relatively normal childhood, two parents that loved him. After he graduated high school, he moved to Prince George. Have you been to Prince George? I have. It's unfortunately. It's not it's not a I mean, you don't really want to be there. <laughs> It is actually the largest city in northern BC. It's about a ten-hour drive from Vancouver, but uh, it's, up, it's, a it's up there. It is. I'm sure there's people that live there that would disagree, but mm. there's probably lots that live there that would agree. I think Katie King was originally from there. She was, I think. Yeah. Let us know, Katie. How's PG life? How, how was, was it? How was it? Um. So when he moved to Prince George, he shared an apartment with three uh, close female friends of his, and he worked at a Ford dealership as a mechanic. So just living a normal guy life. Well, do we have a year? Yeah, this would be about like 2009, 2000. Okay. Yeah. On November 27th, 2010, at 9.30 p.m., an RCMP officer... And that's a Royal Canadian Mounted Police. I thought we w- would clarify that for anybody that maybe is not, that's listening from further away. That's One could RC- only hope. That would be neat. <laughs> um, an RCMP officer noticed a speeding black GMC Sierra truck driving on a logging road. And it's actually said that the truck was driving so fast on this you know, dirt road that it was bouncing. That's what caught his eye, right? Because it's a bumpy road and he was going really fast. And the police officer said that the truck came off of the logging road and almost cut him off and like skidded and then got control regained control of his vehicle he was going way too fast um this police officer he was a fairly new cop he only had about a year experience and right away he just had a bad feeling about this situation and so before turning on his lights and pulling this guy over he called for another cop to come so once the other police officer showed up they turned on their lights and pulled over this truck so as soon as they pulled him over, the driver just put his hand out with his license, his driver's license and registration, like straight up was ready kind of thing, which was, they said is really odd. Most people, when they get pulled over or thrown off or like, you know, a little bit nervous and they always wait, but this guy just ready, like, here you go. 
and like he, almost like he planned like, it. Maybe? Not planned, but he's just really he was just like okay here, like calm and mm. whatever. Was not really, he didn't seem like he was worked up or stressed out or anything. Hmm. So the police officer, as soon as he approached uh, the truck, he saw a young male looked like to be a teenager even, um, and he had a red smear on his chin and looked like blood drops on his shorts. And the other thing he noticed was that the young guy seemed to be not dressed appropriately for the weather. Prince George is cold. He's wearing shorts and like a long sleeve shirt, but not dressed for the weather at all. Um, he also noticed empty beer cans uh, in the back seat. And so at this point, he asked, uh, you know, you were going driving really fast and reckless. What's going on? He just said, I'm just going to my grandpa's house. And he said, well, seeing I see an open uh, alcohol containers in your vehicle, I'm going to ask you to step out. I need to, you know, look look throughout your, through your vehicle and things. And he suggested that the young man went and actually sit in his police cruiser to stay warm because he wasn't dressed right. And he said, before I can let you go in my, my vehicle, I need to search you. So he searched him and he found a cell phone and a multi-tool in his pocket. And in the multi-tool, he noticed that there was blood on it. So he questioned the young man, and, and he said it was used to kill a grouse earlier. And a grouse is like a large game bird. And the officer didn't like this. He said, this is a lot of blood for a grouse. And at which point, the young man said, oh, I also killed a deer before that. So the cop asked him, how did you kill a deer with like a, a multi-tool? And he said, well, actually, his friend had shot the deer. And then the deer ran off and so then he they had to find the deer and then he killed it you know finished it off with his little multi-tool <laughs> and this just sat wrong with him and he said okay well you know do you have a hunting license and the kid said no I don't have a hunting license so he said I'm gonna have to call the con- conservation officer for all this and he's gonna have a talking to you like I this is really weird so he went he went and the kid sat in his car and they searched the vehicle the other two police officers searched his truck Inside the truck, they also found some more alcohol, unfinished, and two crack pipes, and a pipe wrench with blood on it. And even more disturbing is they found a backpack shaped like a monkey, and inside the backpack, <laughs> there was ID with female's name on it, and her name was Lauren Dawn Taves. Um, sorry, Daryl, how yeah. old is this kid? He's, I think he's 20 at this time. Okay. I think when they searched him, too, they got his ID, so they realized how old he was at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but he looked young, just a young guy. So they questioned him about the blood on the pipe wrench, and he decided to say, you know what, okay, I also clubbed the deer with it. Like, I beat the deer with this pipe wrench. He says, he's quoted as, quoted as saying, I'm a redneck. It's what we do for fun. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Uh, he claimed the pipe, the crack pipes belonged to a friend. So just before 11 that night, the conservation officer arrived and had this young man retell the story of the deer and all the all the, the story he'd already told, and he felt something wasn't adding up. The officer arrested Cody under the Canada Wildlife Act. They decided to retrace his tire tracks back up the logging road where mm-hmm. he had come from, and they discovered drops of blood on the snow. Deer blood. Right. Well, that's what I think the police officer were super unsure. They know it didn't add up, but they really didn't know what they were in for at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're out searching and it's nighttime. It's dark. So they have flashlights and they come across just snow stained with blood. And they can see where it's been dragged into the bushes, this trail of blood. And then as they search a little bit more, they discover... The body of a girl, her blonde hair matted with blood, her face beaten beyond recognition, and her pants down around her ankles. What he had found was the body of 15-year-old Lauren Dawn Leslie, also known as Lauren Dawn Taves. This young man is obviously Cody Lejibikov. So this girl that um, they found murdered, she was a grade 10 student at a high school in Vanderhoof, uh, Lauren is described as kind, happy, full of life, sensitive, just a normal teenage girl, like 15 years old, right? She's mm-hmm. young. She was actually born with a genetic disorder that left her legally blind, so she had 50% vision in one eye and no vision in the other. But apparently it didn't hold her back at all. She liked water sports. She was active. 
and like people that didn't know that about her couldn't tell. Mm-hmm. She uh, her parents were divorced, but she had they were co-parenting, and she had a she stayed with her dad sometimes. She also stayed with her mom. They both lived nearby. Everything it was okay. Like they were happy. Everything was good. She was staying with her mom at the time of her murder. She said uh, she was going to meet someone for co- her friend for coffee at eight o'clock that night. And so it's she a left. Late time to be having coffee. Yeah, and at grade in grade ten, and so mm. she left to have coffee with her friend, and then that was the last time her mom saw her. Oh. What she was actually doing was meeting Cody. She had met him online a few weeks prior uh, to a, on a website. It said a Canadian social website called Next Nexopia. Do you remember that? I have never heard of that. Mm, no, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. No. Yeah, so it's not something I was familiar with, but. So he was, yeah, they met on that, and his, his name on that website was One Country Boy. So all the conversations between the two of them often started with Cody asking really graphic sexual questions and her just changing the subject. Um, so, like, he has an edge to him that's really not appealing. I don't know what, why what she was attracted to in this person, but it was actually her idea to meet him. She invited him to come have coffee with her. He made it clear he was 20, and she made it clear she, that she was only 15. And she said, she, like, do you want to come meet for coffee? You can pick me up at my high school in Vanderhoof. She gave him the directions, so that would be the first time that they would meet. But she said, we're just going to hang out, no sexual stuff, right? Like, she didn't wasn't interested. She wanted to be friends. Mm-hmm. And so then that night, he there's actually a witness seeing him pick her up at the high school. She was sitting on the swings, and he drove up in his truck. And he got out, and the person said there was a man, a, a guy wearing shorts, and she got into his truck, and they drove off. So Cody was arrested for the murder of Lauren at 12.30 that night, that night he was pulled over. He then decided he wanted to change his story about the deer. <laughs> um, the police officer suggested he gets a lawyer before he says anything, and, but Cody just kept repeating that he wanted to call his dad. I want to call my dad. I want to call my dad. The officer said, you're an adult, you are fr- you can call a lawyer, that's all you can do at this point. Oh, um, really? You can't? You can't just make phone calls to your family. I think if you're a kid, you could. Mm. Um, but he could call to get a or he could request a lawyer and not have to say anything, but he just kept talking. Um, Cody repeatedly asked for his dad, and, and he started saying that he had found her body like that. So, yeah. Interesting. Which is clearly untrue plot twist right so after his arrest he was soon linked by dna to the deaths of three more women and this was he killed these three women or these four women altogether in a span of 14 months all within driving distance of prince george wow so from when he was 19 to 20 years old their names are jill stacy stachenko she was a 35 year old mother of five she was last seen on October 9, 2009, and found dead four days later in a gravel pit on the outskirts of Prince George. Uh, Cynthia Mass, she was also 35, and she was last seen September 10, 2010. Her body was found in a Prince George Park the following month. She died of blunt force trauma to the head and penetrating wounds. Mm. She had a hole in her shoulder blade, a broken jaw and cheekbone, and injuries to her neck consistent with someone stomping on it. Gross. Natasha Montgomery was 23. She was last seen on August 31st or early September 1st, 2010. Her body has never been found, but her DNA was later found in samples taken in his apartment. So these women were sex workers. Um, Lauren Leslie, who was the youngest one, she didn't. She was only 15. She was not. It is said that Lejibakov was addicted to cocaine and he used the sex workers to get him the drug. And then he would rape and murder them. So Lauren Leslie doesn't really fit into his thing, his M.O., like it's not his. So I'm not sure what was. I think, honestly, the fact that this young guy had this normal upbringing and normal life, and then all of a sudden in a span of 14 months he kills four women, I think he was just getting started. Mm. I don't. I think he started with the sex workers because for whatever, that was an easier way to, like that was easy. And then he's worked, he's working his way into. Yeah. And, you know, something even bigger. I don't know. That's pretty awful. So Cody went was on trial for four counts of murder by June 2014. He pled not guilty. 
He did testify he was involved in three of the deaths, but he didn't actually commit any murders. He claimed that a drug dealer and accomplices, which he named X, Y, and Z, were the actual murderers, and he refused, He refuses to this day to give their real names. And on September 11, 2014, he was convicted on four counts of first-degree murder. He received life in prison and no parole for 25 years, so that's till November 2035. He's added mm. to the National Sex Offenders Registry due to the sexual assaults he committed to his victims and the degradation to their bodies. It is said that he lacks any shred of empathy or remorse and should never be allowed to walk among us again. And that is the story of Canada's youngest serial killer. I got my information from Murderpedia, Wikipedia, the podcast Canadian True Crime, Episode 3. She's awesome. You should listen to that uh, that podcast. What is it called? Um, Canadian True Crime. Oh, yeah. Uh, Human Monsters, Season 2, Episode 30. And I also got information from the website PrinceGeorgeCitizen.com. Hmm. Sorry for that one. That's a brutal. It's brutal. Good. Good story. Messed up, right? Mm-hmm. And you hadn't heard of him? No, I haven't. I actually haven't heard of a lot of Canadian serial killers. They're not as, I guess, famous as... Um, American serial killers but they're all like I find like a lot of serial killers are all in the same era like is it still a thing like there's no new ones you mean yeah no I think I mean this is 10 years ago yeah Hmm. break time break time yeah break time hi it's Rebecca from Radio Face Stories this week's shout out goes to Darla's dad Lawrence Reed He not only loaned us his staple guns so we could staple our foam baffling to the pod lab walls, but when we realized that we were out of staples, Lawrence went to the shop right away and got us more. What a guy. What a dad. Thanks, Lawrence. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the show. Do you ever get front wedgies? Yeah, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> no, don't put this in. <laughs> I don't. I'm just joking. I was just wondering. We were just talking about this with the kid. That one of the girls was like, Emery or someone, and then it, we talked about front bum, and it went on from there. Front bum. Yeah. Put it in my front bum. <laughs> don't put that. Wait, I think you were here. Actually, I think I'm talking about something when you were here, because I remember you saying that. What? Put it in my front bum. And me <laughs> laughing at the bottom of the stairs last time. Yes, we yelling so profanities just, at each other. I'm repeating that story. <laughs> I put it to me for a boom. That's right. And Pat was there, and he was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> Why do you say it in, a, in an accent, though? Because there's like that. Put it to me, dumpa. Like I don't know what that's from, but that's like, what the fuck do you watch? I don't watch it. It's just I'm referencing something that I heard somewhere, and then I just. Have you seen the one where it's the girl? She's like. I'm in me mom's car. Vroom, yeah. vroom. And then the mom's like, get out me car. She's like, aw. The kids do that over and over I know, and over. And th- there was one, one of your kids had one of those little button yes. things and it made all the sounds. And I'm in me mom's what car. What was that? 21. 21. And they just like push the button and would say those things. like. And they laughed in and me laughed. In mom's car. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> Welcome back. My story is on Forbidden Plateau. Ooh. Do not go there. Actually? It's forbidden. (laughs) (laughs) So there's the First Nations tribe called the Comox, and this was before they changed the spelling, like the Comox Valley, how Mm -hmm. it's spelled. So this tribe, the spelling is K-O-M-O-K-S. Okay. They were a First Nations tribe in the Comox Valley in that region. And the legend has it that when the Comox faced raids from other coastal tribes, they took their women and children up to the plateau for safekeeping. During a raid by the Cowichan tribe, the women and children had vanished without a trace. Excuse me. (laughs) Okay, question. Was that a bird? (laughs) Yeah, but I tried to muffle it. That was the weirdest sounding burp I have ever heard. It literally sounded like a wet fart. 
from your butt. I know, but it, I, it's because I muffled it and tried to hold it in. But then it it got, was like throat, but then throat it, ular. It, it, it was very throat ular because I was. I guess all burps are from the throat. But. I held it and then it got and then it got stuck, so it needed a kick out. Needed a boot. Sorry. Proceed. You booted out. Um. Okay. So during the raid, these women and children had vanished. When a member of the tribe went looking for them around the plateau, he found red lichen, which is like a fungus, covering the snow and rocks and thought it to be the blood of the women and children. So this kind of made me think about your your story of Dead Man's Island, how there was the fire flowers everywhere. That's right, yeah. So this is, I guess, similar, but it's a higher elevation sort of blood thing. Yeah, all right. They are the women and children are actually dead. Well, they were gone. They vanished. And then when he when they went to look for them, this guy saw that there was no women and children, just red like um, red fungus, dude, covering the snow and rocks, Weird. and w- was thought to be blood. So I think it's like similar, right? So they um, they're very spiritual, right? Yeah. So now it's like okay, this place is has evil spirits, sure, and that's what started the legend. That the Forbidden Plateau has evil spirits lurking. So since then, the plateau was believed to be inhabited by evil spirits who had consumed all that were sent there. Forbidden Plateau is a small, hilly plateau located in the Strathcona Provincial Park on Vancouver Island, northwest of Comox Lake, between Mount Albert Edwards that guy's got two first names <laughs> and a mountain named after him. Badass. And Mount Washington. The southeast corner of the plateau is home to a very rare flower that only appears in a few sites in Canada. It's called the Olympic onion. Oh. It was also the epicenter of the 1946 Vancouver Island earthquake that measured 7.3 on the Richter scale which actually was the strongest ever recorded on land in all of Canada. Wow. What? Sorry, what year was that? 1946. Holy... I think my grandma was... That's the earthquake my grandma was... Remembers as as she was born in 39. Yeah, it would have been, like, big, big news. Yeah, she... I remember her talking about it. She remembers looking out and seeing the road like a wave from however the... From whatever is happening, like an earthquake... Miraculously, no one was killed, but a bunch of chimneys had collapsed all over the island. So imagine you don't feel the earthquake, and we're over here in Nanaimo, and there's just chimneys collapsing (laughs) everywhere. And there was a rogue wave that overturned a man's boat, and unfortunately he drowned. So I guess technically someone did die. Like a little tsunami? Yeah, like a little baby tsunami. So when it was learned that the earthquake's epicenter was Forbidden Plateau, the reputation of the land being haunted by evil spirits grew stronger. In 1864, a man named Robert Brown led the Vancouver Island Exploring Expedition. Say that three times real fast. Vancouver, wait, what? Say it again. Vancouver Island Exploring Expedition. Vancouver Island Exploring Expedition. I can't even say it once. Right? (laughs) Tongue twister. Um, so he led this expedition down the Puntledge River to Comox Lake and beyond towards Portalburny. One man on the journey was a legendary one-armed man named Toma. It was said that First Nations men feared him, and he had been charged for killing his wife, but was released due to lack of evidence. And I actually looked up this guy a little bit, and he it's very interesting, his story, so I'm actually going to do a story on him. Imagine being scary and you only have one arm. Like in full grown men are still scared of you? Yeah. That's a powerful arm. (laughs) It's a powerful man. Yeah. In Brown's book called Robert. Wait, wait. the one armed man wrote a book? No, Brown. That guy's name's Toma. Oh. Robert Brown was the expedition leader. I got my facts mixed up. Robert Brown's book was actually called Robert Brown and the Vancouver Island Exploring Expedition. Who puts their own name in the title of their book? Robert Brown does. (laughs) He writes, These Indians, like all others, have only a few places where they have gone for years, and the slightest deviation from the beaten tracks fills them with fear. That's a kind of a... 
so judgmental statement like this is in the 1800s right so it, it said that first nations people don't tend to travel into the wilderness much and to tread lightly if they do as not to upset or offend the, the evil spirits so i think they basically they didn't go to the plateau like they avoided yeah they avoided going there so on this part of the journey his expedition people and him had to go without the first nations guiding them and just had to figure it out. Robert Brown was fascinated by Vancouver Island's First Nations cultures. Every living thing had superstition. He was worried that people who knew and carried these traditions would die out and their knowledge would be lost. Which I think was really cool of him. Because he learned a lot. I think he spent a lot of time with um, First Nations people. In 1922, there was said to be a Sasquatch-like creature that had abducted a man in that area. There's been other sightings. It's another cryptid. Cryptids everywhere, all over the island. There has been other sightings of hairy men. (laughs) (laughs) I've definitely had a hairy man sighting in my house. (laughs) In your house? How many hairy men come in here? Well, I think I'm married to one. (laughs) He's not that hairy. Like hairy man, that's such a dumb. Thing. My brothers are hairy. Cool. There's two more sightings for you. Just joking, Pat. <laughs> super not hairy. <laughs> Several tragic deaths had happened there as well. It used to be a place where prospectors would go to see fortune, and outdoorsmen would go to escape civilization. So they go hike in there and tent, and probably get away from their nagging wives. <laughs> <laughs> In 1962, the skeleton of a young missing person was found. Mm. They had been missing since 1913. Another man went missing in December 1933, and his naked body was found beside an unfired shotgun, and his death was unknown. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Where, was it, where did his clothes go? Who knows? The Sam Squanch ate them. Oh, maybe he borrowed them to go into town. To hide his hairiness? Something like that. (laughs) There have been other deaths connected to this area. A man living on Forbidden Plateau in 1930 had committed suicide. And in 1937, the body of another man was found partially submerged in a stream and had suffered a head wound. And the party he was with had found his body, but they didn't see what happened to him. So these kinds of things, I feel like, could be normal for being out in the wilderness. You know, like people go out hiking or they go out by themselves and, you know, they get lost. Things happen like like people people die. And I wouldn't say that it's naps naked beside their shotgun and don't wake up. Well, yeah, that's a thing I've never heard of, but. Sure. Um, so I I wouldn't say that, you know, it's because of the evil spirits there. But, you know, if you believe in that, then you could, you know, categorize all these incidents as having something to do with that. There had been many cabins in Forbidden Plateau, and one by one, they became abandoned. In 1962, it became part of the Strathcona Park. There was even a ski lodge there. That had also become abandoned. The resort was popular in its early days, and it faced a lot of misfortunes throughout its history. The opening of Mount Washington Alpine Resort, which was a few kilometers away, and warmer winters led to this lodge having to close in the early 1980s. But, because I asked my mom about this, and she remembers there being... Forbidden Plateau when we moved here, but I did look up when the actual resort closed was in 1999, and it was because a heavy snowfall had collapsed the roof, so they were like, okay, like this is done. We're done here. Um, But the ski lodge had burnt down in 1982 of Mm -hmm. suspected arson, so they must have rebuilt it. Was it arson, though? (laughs) Dun-dun-dun. So now there's a newer camping area in there, and... You can go visit the plateau, the park, for yourself, if you like. Should we go? I think so. I think that'd be that'd Should we be go rad. camp? Camp in the Strath- Strathcona Park? Add it to our list. Okay, sweet. 
let's do it. So the odd thing about this legend theory is that, well, this place actually never even existed. Pardon? Forbidden Plateau is a drawn-out place on a map made by settlers. In fact, it wasn't real until white people said it was. Oh. So this doesn't mean that the place isn't haunted, but just that the spirits aren't confined to the fictional boundaries. Ah. So who knows how much of the provincial park is actually really haunted or what else went on there, right? There are those that believe that the spirits still wander the wilderness, but would reject the idea of being confined to imaginary park lines. And that is my story of Forbidden Plateau. Nice one, bud. And so I got my information from The Haunting of Vancouver Island book by Shannon Sin. Great book. Great book. And Wikipedia. Like, I've been going to Mount Washington since I was 14. And I don't recall anything weird happening. We need to venture off of the resort, maybe, and into the, like, park. Why is it called Forbidden It's called Forbidden Plateau because of the legend. And I think the First Nations people don't go there because of the the, legend of the evil But white settlers gave it its name based on the legend, the story. Yes. The name was passed down. I believe it means an old wooden ship. Or a whale's vagina. (laughs) Oh, I just you know what that I need movie. to do. I it's need to so start. Wa- I need to rewatch Ace Ventura. I need to rewatch Super Troopers. I need to rewatch Anchorman. All the- Anchorman. I need to rewatch all those old, legit yeah. comedies and just step up my quote game because I just you know I got some rusty areas in my brain that are full of. Well, you know we can always fall back on Indian in the cupboard. Oh fuck. <laughs> You save keys? That movie is just a diamond <laughs> in the rough. A diamond in the rough. I sw- I we- feel like even like a lot of people our age haven't watched it. Like it wasn't I feel like it wasn't like a big blockbuster no. like everyone talked about it. Like that was I like, made my kids watch it, the girls at least, and they did not enjoy it the I way I have. It. Omri was the kid's name. And I kept like laughing and like hitting them and like Duh! and they just hated it and I thought it was so funny. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Omri, yes. Yeah. I got, and his friend gets some of the present. I got you something to celebrate your birthday. <laughs> it didn't do much, you know. It just reminded me of you. <laughs> Rebecca, have you seen this? She has no idea what we're talking about. Not, uh, Indian in the Cupboard. Um, there's also a movie I've been trying to find and I can't. It's called Radio Flyer, I believe. Did you ever see that one? Mm-mm. It is not a comedy, but it's from the same time period, but it's like... A kid that tries to build an airplane out of his wagon to escape his unhappy home life. But it was, I think it's the kid, uh, Frodo. No. Yeah, what's the guy? The Hobbit? Yeah, what's the, his name? The Hobbit. No. Frodo. Yeah, but he Bilbo. Had a, he, keep going. Gandalf. Legolas. <laughs> no. Ned the Campbell. actor that does. <laughs> Charlie Theron. Liv Tyler. Oh, you got it. <laughs> the actor that plays Frodo. Baggins. Oh, um, Andrew Gordon Murphy. <laughs> Are you joke. making Mary Kate, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen no, together? Uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett. <laughs> for it's not even a for one hundred. Yes, it is. Jorson, Jor- what did you say? Joseph Gordon Lovett. He's that but you're really s- cute guy. I know who you're talking about, but you like said his, his name S- weird. Snowden. He's L- Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Petty. It's Tom Petty. <laughs> and the Heartbreakers. Tom Petty and all the Heartbreakers with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen <laughs> together. Now I can't even remember what I was okay, talking about. Okay, I know who you're talking Daniel Radcliffe, right? No, that's Harry Potter. Oh. Elijah Woods. God damn it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Thank you for saving us from that nightmare. That was uh, weird. Okay. We should play What was I paper- even saying? Elijah Wood was a little boy in this movie. I'm looking this shit up right we now. We should play Rock, Paper, Scissors actor. What? <laughs> like you just say rock paper actor. and then you say an actor yeah and we see and if we, we get the same if the actor will beat the other actor oh Up. yeah maybe based on their awards <laughs> <They're>... just no. <laughs> no we just see if we say the same person when that's never gonna happen what are the okay ready 
Oh, shit. I can't Ready? think of anybody all of a sudden. What? You can't think of a single celebrity. Okay, <sighs> let's do male, then female. Oh, man. Ready? No. Don't think I'm about it. I'm not ready. That's the point of it. Ready? Rock, Rock papers, papers, Leonardo Samuel DiCaprio. L. Jackson. <laughs> I win. Okay, now female. Oh, Ready? Rock, Rock papers, paper, Susan Sarah Sarandon. Sarah Geller. <laughs> Susan Sarandon. I feel like you win that one, Kez. For sure, thank you. Okay, game over. I gotta look at this. Uh, Elijah Wood Radio Flyer! <gasps> yeah, and the kid from Jurassic Park! Which, the little dweeb The guy? little dweeb. Look at them. What? I want to watch this movie and I can't find it. Radio Flyer. You can't find it anywhere on the internet? No. Oh, you know what? YouTube's good for that. Okay, I'm going to YouTube look has up. full movies. Um, They're also, not always the best quality. Did you though. ever watch the movie called The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood? No. Where he's like an evil twin? No, they're not twins, but they're evil brother. He's an evil brother and he tries to kill the other brother as kids. The fuck that movie? We should watch that. Okay. Just put it on the list because we'll forget. Write Any, it down right now. Writing it down. Um, cool. That was a fun game. Thank you, Kizzy. You're welcome. So maybe we'll do our warm-ups with that. It's a good idea. And I think to end our night, we should blow out our Jesus candle. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Um. Yeah, thanks for sticking through that. Just, if you, if you guys have, like, a couple minutes in your day, just, you know, send us a message or an email. We just want to know, we just want to hear from you. Yeah, that'd be great. And also, if you want to be shouted out in our commercial section, send us your shout-outs. Yeah, and share with your friends or your family, your great-aunt, whoever likes podcasts. Aunt Myrtle. Myrtles are great. My aunt's name is Myrtle. Actually? Aunt Myrtle. Yeah. Oh. Myrtle the turtle. <laughs> Fertile Myrtle. <laughs> Bless her heart. And Jesus Christ, her Amen. name and the Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Save our souls. <laughs> Bye. Bye.